Hello, everyone, and thank you all for tuning in to The Breakdown, D-Formula's podcast, where we deconstruct the college formula for you. I'm here today with Bowen, who is studying computer science and visual arts at Brown and RISD. Bowen is from Albany, New York, and went to Bethlehem Central Senior High School and was senior class president. Bowen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Bowen, you are studying at Brown and RISD. Tell us a little bit about this interdisciplinary education you're pursuing. Yeah, I mean, when I got accepted to Brown, I think one of the major selling points was um, the fact that I could, you know, they they kind of, the schools kind of champion it as, you know, a lot of, you can take classes at either school and they make it sound like really easy. Um, But you kind of, getting there is a lot more, it's a lot different and it's it's a lot more difficult than they made it sound. Um, If you really want to take, if you're like studying at Brown and you want to take a class at RISD or vice versa, you kind of really have to fight for it. And um, so Brown's, it's actually funny because Brown's visual arts department itself is actually pretty bad. but RISD's is amazing. So I mean, if you if you really if you're really interested in the arts, but still want to attend like Brown to study the sciences, I think um, I think it's a really good choice. Interesting. So Brown is known for its open curriculum. How did you think it has helped you explore your tech and artistic interests? Oh, I mean, it's it's helped so much because like at Brown. Um, the students are capped at five classes every semester, and if it was any other school, you know, I, I feel probably two of the, two of the five would have to go towards like my requirements. Mm-hmm. And I have I, I have no interest in taking another language or studying or like taking a physics class again. <laughs> um, so it, it's really helped me allocate my classes towards what I, what I'm actually interested in. So like taking photography classes at RISD, taking writing classes at Brown, but also you know being able to take a lot of computer science classes that are you know extremely challenging. Yeah, so Brown has the stereotype for being, quote-unquote, the hippie Ivy. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I, I, don't really, I don't really like that because, um, I, you know, it's still, it, it's still an extremely elitist institution. I don't think it's that much different from any of the other Ivy League schools. Uh, like, I want to say, like, the median income is still, you know, 200-something thousand dollars. And uh, so... Overall, it's a, it's a very it's still a very privileged privileged um, school, and I think like yeah, in a lot of aspects, it is more laid back than other um, schools because of like options like uh, like the pass, pass taking classes pass fail, which we might touch on later. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, I, I it, it is it is a bit laid back, but definitely there are programs like if you're you know if you're pre med or if you're studying computer science that are definitely as rigorous as um, other schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually wasn't aware of the pass and fail grading system. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, so depending on s- certain departments, like um, a lot of the humanities, like uh, if you're studying literary arts or visual arts, all the classes within those departments are mandatory pass fail. If you're like taking a class that's not within the humanities, you have a, you have a choice to take the class for a grade or for pass fail. So the idea is that you can go and pursue your interests without having to feel like you're you know, your pressure to, you know, earn a high GPA or mm-hmm. it's actually like at our school, we don't have an official GPA, which is really interesting because, you know, you have this option to take your classes pass fail. And I guess you can like, you know, manually calculate a GPA, but you know, it's, it's really, it's really just, yeah, I, I don't really think about it that often, <laughs> you know? Interesting. Yeah. So what's the party scene like at Brown? Um, I think if you're trying to find, you know, the school that's right for you and like maybe going to like a school with, uh, you know, 
a really strong sports program with a really strong, you know, like uh, student section for like sports sports games or like frat parties. Brown probably isn't the school for you, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, we don't really have a huge sports presence. Like our football team is uh, probably probably the worst in whatever league we play in. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and the the frats. Well, I mean, they the Greek life does exist, and if if that's something you're interested in, you know, I would definitely recommend you joining. I have like a lot of friends who are involved in Greek life at Brown, and they really love it. Um, it's definitely it's definitely much more low key than other schools that you know prioritize it more. Um, but you know, with recent like events and stuff, definitely Greek life is coming under a lot of pressure at Brown, even though it's like relatively more tame. Um, this past semester, we've had a few of like the largest frats and like um, program houses get kicked off campus. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely exists. Uh, doesn't go super strong though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you guys have parties with the RISD students? So yeah, the, there there are um, there are a few events like some like kind of like DIY like basement um, like techno techno parties or um, live music parties where you do you do see like a crossover um i think like 52 john street which is which they like routinely they have these like live music sets in the basement you know you do see like a good crossover of brown and resistance but i think if you're not really involved in extracurriculars or take classes at the other school you don't really tend to you know mix in with the students of the other school very much that's cool. Yeah. So let's shift gears here a little bit and talk about Brown's housing system. I heard first years live on campus, but then there's a lottery system for upperclassmen housing as well as there being program houses. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So uh, for freshmen, um, all freshmen have a mandatory random roommates and uh, the survey that you take is like three questions. It's like ask about your sleeping habits, whether you smoke, and that's about it. I don't know if they even like take that into account, honestly. Um, after that, you kind of enter this like lottery system, right, with um, with like a group of friends or by yourself, and then you get like a number, and then based on your number, you know, you get better housing or <laughs> not so good housing. And then by the time you're a junior, you, um, you enter another lottery where you try to get off-campus housing, so get like an apartment around. And like since... In Providence, um, housing is actually pretty cheap. Um, all the juniors are trying to get off-campus housing, uh, but the lottery is really iffy. And then if you if you don't get it, um, trying to appeal it is extremely difficult, as I found out this past semester. So um, yeah, it's it's all right. The housing is is pretty decent, I'd say, compared to a lot of other schools. Um, but definitely, yeah, definitely most upperclassmen when they like reach um, third year, you know, they everyone's trying to get off campus. So what about the program houses? Oh, right, the program houses. Um, yeah, I think um, I think it's it's really it's a really good place if you want to kind of find like a group of people. Um, the one big program house, like one of the big program houses we have, is like the International House, which actually is one of the houses that I got kicked off campus, um, Buxton. So um, it's like it's like known to be like a pretty big party, like a party program house. Um, there are other like really more low key ones like they're like French house or like the literary house. And actually, I um I, I lived in a program house this past year, the um the environmental uh, program house. So we did like a lot of like co op cooking and just did like a lot of different programs that helped us live more eco friendly. And it, it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. So there's kind of like groups for all different types of people. And yeah, I would really recommend it if that's something you're into. That's great. So tell us about Brown's dining experience at the Ratty oh and the boy. V-Dub. 
yeah, I think it, it, I think a ratty is like if you're a student, you kind of have like a love hate relationship with it. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. The food itself, really not that good. Um, <laughs> but because it's not good, you know, you're kind of forced to eat kind of healthy at the ratty. Um, so right, like you were saying, the ratty and the V-dub are the two all you can eat dining halls. Um, V-dub is mostly. Uh, mostly the athletes go to it, like after their morning lifts or, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but the ratty is like kind of the main one, and uh, I think a lot of students they try to go off meal plan by sophomore year, uh, just because the options you know aren't great and campus dining is expensive, right? It's expensive everywhere. You're paying like five thousand to six thousand dollars a year for meals that are like subpar. And actually, Brown just changed their um, changed their policy to uh, help eliminate um, food uh, food insecurity. So now all sophomores actually have to stay on a meal plan, which you know is really debatable. But uh, there there are other eateries that are like you you pay with meal swipes, um, and that are like instead of all you can eat like the ratty. Um, so there there are options, but I, I yeah I have to say like the options <laughs> aren't great and then there's like the late night place where you know if you like decide to go out some night or you know you're study you've been studying all night and it's like one a.m. and you're really hungry you go to Joe's which is like kind of like the fried food place that I feel like every university has. <laughs> so I heard there's also a lot of I think there are campus restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what are um, some good ones? So uh, so Brown has this like main street that kind of it's, it's uh, for those of you that don't know it's. It's, a, it's like relatively an open campus. Um, the buildings are kind of like all throughout East, like kind of like separated throughout East Providence, but with like a kind of a central location. And the one, like one main street kind of runs through it called Thayer Street. And on Thayer Street, there's a lot of different eating options. And to be honest, none of them are that good. They're all like kind of like, okay, I guess. There's like a Chipotle, there's like a by Chloe. Um, my favorite one, my, like my my friends and I go to Soban, which is like this Korean place a lot, <laughs> pretty late at night. And I think another really good one is Eastside Pockets if you're into like uh, falafel wraps and stuff like that. It's it's like good late night food, but definitely not something that you know you could go eating every single day and not get tired of. So, Bo, you've done some really cool internships. Can you tell us what it was like being a studio intern? at Glenn Lutchford Studios and working for Dropbox oh, and Gucci? Oh, well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't work for Dropbox. That was just part of my responsibilities as, um, so I, I basically, right, last summer I, I worked for um, Glenn Lutchford, who is, who does like the main, um, main Gucci campaigns. Um, so like the fall, winter, spring, summer, um, Gucci Cruise. Um, so all those campaign videos in recent years have been shot by him. Um, he also owns like a retouching studio, which is where I spent most of my time last summer. That's insane. Yeah, so it was like a block block down from Venice Beach. If you're ever down there, he like owns a little hotel down there too. Um, yeah, so you know during the summer I would um, I would go to his retouching studio. We they I I'd watch like the retouchers were absolute they're absolute geniuses at Photoshop. Like you'd be surprised at the things that they can manipulate manipulate and like s- stitch the images like. In each Gucci campaign image, that's like maybe twenty image images that these like retouchers have deconstructed and you know taken apart and then put back together, um, 
it's absolutely crazy what they do. Um, so I, I watched them work a lot, and then we would kind of do like um, these critiques on like you know is is the color perfect here? Do I have to like tone up or down like the saturation in this little part? And then you know we'd. I would like take the prints, you know, mount them, and then ship them off to like, you know, Harper's Bazaar if we're doing like editorials and stuff like that. It's amazing. Uh, or like Vogue, yeah, and that, yeah, and his like retouching studio. Um, they also represent other other clients, like uh, other different fashion photographers, like Zoe Gertner, um, Clara Balsery, and also yeah, obviously Glenn himself. But yeah, that that summer he was he he was away a lot because he had to shoot in Madrid and. Uh, Madrid and Rome for the Gucci campaigns then so I didn't get to see him that much but yeah, it was a good, good experience Nice so you also work as a music director at WBRU which is a digital media company operated by Brown Broadcasting Service. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so actually, uh, I recently quit that job, <laughs> but I did, okay. I, did, I, I did work there for um, for like a year and a half, and it was uh, it was definitely going through some changes during the time I was there, or, or had just gone through some like some really big shifts. So BRU was the main like indie alt rock station in New England for the past like. Oh gosh, like twenty something, maybe thirty years, and it's been it, it was like a powerhouse then, you know, and and right now it's just kind of it's like rebranding itself as like kind of a like a BuzzFeed or and you know they're trying to they're trying really hard to get rid of the music stream because it's not on public radio anymore. It's like they sold their FM signal and so now they're only online. So you know they're losing a lot of their you know their old viewership like list, uh, listenership, I guess, and. Um, so basically, I joined a year after they sold their FM signal. So it was kind of the whole the whole like radio station was going through huge changes, and I only had interest, you know, and in, um, in picking like the alt rock songs, you know, and picking like the the new indie songs. So um, that was a lot. That was a lot of fun, but it was also a lot of like mindless work. I would go in at like sometimes at like eleven thirty, like two a.m. to like program the music logs for the next day, you know, like. All of the music that you hear on the radio, all that is like automated through um, through different computer programs, and I was the one doing it. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, it was it was really so you know at a certain point I felt like you know I'm not getting as much as out of it as I could. I don't even know how long like the music stream is going to last for because you know the the um, the CEO was like really pushing for it to you know kind of go away but um it was good while it lasted and i think that's one of the strong suits about brown they have a lot of extracurriculars um if you're really into film um bmp which is brown motion pictures it probably brown probably has like the best student film funding in all of the ivy league i would say uh this this year they're actually releasing a new fellowship for four different teams um to make their own student film and each each team is going to be awarded like uh, well they're gonna have ten thousand dollars to work with so, like, me and my friends are applying for one of those, and hopefully we get it. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot of resources dedicated to extracurriculars, which is really nice. That's so cool. So, to wrap things up, what would you say are your three favorite things about Brown? Oh, my three favorite things? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, like we started off, I, I do study computer science there. That is, like, my main focus. Um, I think one of the great things about Brown is the computer science program is it's really rigorous, but the people inside it are amazing. Like, um, they're, they're, it's, it's not just people who are like, you know, like dead set with like really tunnel vision on computer science. It's like 
you know, it's it's people that that you know have other interests too, and they 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 love you know they love learning coding, but they also have so many other interests. And it's like it's um, I think if you're thinking about studying computer science in college, and you know, and you've had a lot of experience in high school, and you're applying to you know top notch computer science programs like Carnegie Mellon, which uh, ridiculous acceptance rate, uh, and you know, and you have to choose between that program, which is you know best in the nation, like that MIT, like or like a program like Brown. If if you're really looking for like a good education in computer science, but also want to be able to like relate and find friends within your department that you know have the same interests as you, I think Brown is perfect for that. You know, everyone is you know we get the rep for it. a little bit of laid back. You know, we're 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 really you know really eager with our studies, but we also have other interests. So I think that within the computer science program, having finding other people that are really cool, that's like one of them. Other is definitely open curriculum. Like God, like if I had to take another requirement, ugh, college would be unbearable. And then the third one, I like rock climbing a lot. <laughs> uh, there are some pretty good rock gyms around here. Uh, Brown itself doesn't have a rock gym, but there, are, there's, there's good climbing in Providence. Um, good outdoor climbing, pretty close. If you're thinking about staying in the Northeast, going to the Gunks in New Paltz, or, uh, or just like Lincoln Woods State Park, which is like 20 minutes away for bouldering. So yeah, that's my third thing, I, say, I guess. Awesome. So to finish, what would you say is the single most important thing you would tell your high school self? My high school self. I think, so when I was in high school and I did the Common App, I applied to 20 schools. And I applied to 20 schools because the Common App had a limit that didn't let me apply over 20 schools. Oh my goodness. And my theory was, you know, you know, I have so much time, right? I have this entire, like, these entire months to write as many college applications as I can, right? And I was like, the more I write, the higher the chance I get into, like, you know, I, I get into, like, a great school is. Mm -hmm. And I was so, you know, like, my entire life I'd worked, I'd worked so hard. I'd busted, busted my butt off in high school to, you know, get to, get to this point. And I didn't want to screw it up. So I was like, you know, I, and then, but the thing about applying to this many schools is you, you have no idea like what any of these schools are about you know I I applied to Dartmouth uh, and God like looking back you know I would never want to go to like no offense to anyone at Dartmouth <laughs> but personally I would just never want to go to Dartmouth and it's just like totally not for me so I think I, I wish I spent a little more time like researching about my school and I think like the podcast that we're making now is perfect because you yeah, know you get like a lot of in exactly. insider insight about what this, these schools are like for um, sure so I yeah I definitely wish I did a little bit more careful selection of schools that were good matches for me and I think I really you know I really tunnel visioned in on like the rankings I was like like if I if you looked at my list of schools and you like compared it to the list of top thirty schools like top thirty unis in the U S like it was it'd be like almost a complete match you know so yeah I wish I kind of like looked at, you know, a different variety of schools that would have matched me, matched my personality, was interested in more, rather than just kind of looking at the rankings and applying to schools that way. So, Bo, it was so great having you on The Breakdown. Yeah, no, thank you. It was, it was great to speak about some of these things. Thank you all for tuning in and come back soon, and we'll keep deconstructing the college formula. You can download D-Formula on the iOS store to meet with a college student on campus or through video chat. For more information, you can check out our website at dformula, which is D-E-F-O-R-M-U-L-A dot com. If you're interested in a feature on The Breakdown, email us at thebreakdown at deformula dot com.